1: just go to cars.com. It's magical.
2: Hello, friends. It is Kirk Henderson of MavsMoneyBall.com. We're coming to you late Friday night. It is May the 7th. For anybody listening on the podcast, the Dallas Mavericks just dominated the Cavs wall-to-wall, uh, finishing uh, the game 110-90. to if you're listening on the, uh, the podcast feed, you've you probably heard Josh and I talk about the game. Not much to, to say other than the Mavericks won by a lot, and it was probably, I don't know, one of the five most convincing wins of the season, which feels nice. Um, let's, start, uh, let's start bringing folks up who, who have questions or comments, and let's uh, let's get this show on the road. Maybe not stick around forever just because it's Friday. And, uh, I, I want to go to bed, but you know, I actually like talking to you guys more than I do sleeping. So Bring coming up first, we have Brandon, Brandon, how
3: are you? I'm doing pretty good, Kirk. I'm like no stress at all. Really? Like I, I normally get kind of stressed during games, but I mean, this, like I said, it was just pretty wall to wall kind of coasting. So I'm just straight chillaxing.
2: That's good. It was nice. <laughs> it was, so, what, what were your, what were the things you enjoyed most from that
3: game? So, I mean, just like I said, not not a ton to take away from it, but I thought um, just the small things of Josh Green, like this is, I would say the first time, because I know he got some run earlier in the season, but he did not play very well. Um, I'd say this is the first time he's made meaningful impact in three consecutive games. And I, oh, even yeah. if that's just a small victory, like, I mean, that's a victory nonetheless. And... Um, just taking a, a bigger picture, because obviously, like everybody here, I like to live in the moment a little bit. Um, I think, wasn't it Lauren who had the uh, Mavs Moneyball article about uh, Josh earlier this week?
2: Yes, she did. She is very proud of herself. She actually wrote that like three days before, but I didn't want to publish it uh, until Monday, because just frankly, people read more on Mondays than they do on a Friday night um and and she she should lauren gunn uh of the gunshot podcast and she's on a couple of others for for any of these, you should go listen she's a big nba fan really fun uh to listen to um she wrote an article on mavs Moneyball essentially saying this is why i think josh green should play and you know it's a lot of the stuff you guys have been talking about but you know us at mavs Moneyball i can safely say have not been the biggest of of fans. So, you know, it's, it's it's good to, you know, it's, it's good to, it's good to be wrong about something.
3: Right. I mean, I just taking a a big picture, kind of like she did in that article, it it makes sense why Josh Green hasn't been nearly as good as, you know, Sadiq Bay or Desmond Bain, because I mean, those guys are 22 and Bain might even be 23 now, you know, two to four years of college experience. Well, Josh Green came from high school to what 20 something games in college because it was a shortened season because of COVID. No, yep. um, no summer league, basically no preseason. And obviously, the second he gets thrown into the fire, it's with like 80%, you know, other Mavs third stringers like Wes Wundu and stuff. So, right. I mean, what, are you, what are you really learning from that? Right. Right. So, I mean, and, and I don't know if you, uh, I don't know if you read any Zach Lowe or anything, but he actually made Zach Lowe's 10 things column.
2: I did see that. That was nice. I meant to mention that this afternoon. It was It was something.
3: Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think there is still a lot of hope left for him. Obviously, you know, when it comes to the playoffs, I don't think he's going to, you know, play 10 or 12 minutes. But I think starting next season, if we can maybe get 20-plus minutes from the guy, um, just because that pick, it is so important that it pans yeah. out and that he's impactful for us. But yeah. I, I feel a lot better now um, that he will actually develop. Cause I, I do have faith in this organization. If they can develop Dorian Finney smiths shot into I mean, damn near 40% now, like yeah. I think we can get him up to at least like 35. <laughs> yes.
2: Oh my. Well, so I may, I may just tell Tim Cato to write about this because uh, as, as much as the homie likes to cover big picture stuff, Uh, for the NBA like I, I like to tease him and remind him that he is an actual Mavericks columnist because he can he does this for a job I may I may suggest that he he try to talk to Green and do a story about him in the sense of Green doesn't seem to have a lot of formal basketball experience but he's an incredible athlete and a lot of what like the nose for the ball stuff is not a teachable skill you simply cannot it doesn't happen. It's it's like something that comes from playing lots of different sports. I know he has some background in Australian league football and he, I mean, he looks like a tight end, but it says, I'm I'm kind of curious to, to, to know what, uh, what playing other sports has given him when he plays basketball, because, uh, Panda Hank 41 uh, he does video stuff on YouTube and is a member yeah, of ours. He's great. He does some awesome stuff. Talked about how he really likes watching Green track long rebounds. And the Mavericks do not do that. <laughs> like, they don't <laughs> – like, if the ball goes off the rim, you just see five dudes, like, their heads go – like, their, their eyes tracking the ball and just watching it go back to the team that shot it. It's really something.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, I, th- I think, like you said, he – he looks almost—I don't want to say a center fielder, but I mean he looks like a strong safety out there, you know, tracking the ball, catching, you know, any like tipped passes. Um, so I mean, he definitely has those instincts. So, I, like I said, just small victories of consistent play, and hopefully he can finish the strength the season out strong. Oh, I didn't even mention he hit a freaking four-point play potential. Did you notice how much higher that shot was? Most of his shots were like
2: line drives, and he was just like looking to avoid getting blocked. And the shot was like, like 1999 Dirk, where it <laughs> went off my screen and then fell down through the net. It was great. Loved it. And then he missed the free throw, which was just perfect. Of course, yes. <laughs> well, thank you for hanging out, as always.
3: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, coming up next, Doug. What's up, my man? Hey, Kirk. How you doing?
4: I'm doing good.
2: That's was fun, right? Two in a row, back-to-backs. I wonder how many back-to-backs the Mavericks have won. You'd think as
4: a show host I would have information on hand, but no. Well, the thing that is is interesting about that is I don't know how many of those, and you have this stretch now that has gone on for, what, since February that the Mavs are, what, 31-15 and or something like that? Something preposterous. And so you, you'd you think that they would have rattled off several, you know, long winning streaks. I think you were talking about that this afternoon. Um, and uh, I guess the good thing is that they have, you know, they have had enough um, three, four game win streaks and then just a single loss, you know, in that time. And so um, I, I do think that that's one of those those interesting things going down the stretch here is that which is. Which is more important, rest or momentum? And uh, momentum,
2: but I, I think they will attempt to do both because uh, well, I don't think I don't think you can bring these two these two forward to arresting Maxi and KP back without throwing off the vibe.
4: Yeah, and I'm I'm I am much more on the momentum side, uh, and again, it's not because you think we can't we have to have you know fresh and rested players, but the whole league is is tired, so may as well go in with momentum. And, uh, and, and, and I don't know, you know, with, uh, what is it five games left, it would be nice to, to go in with, you know, seven or eight straight wins or something close to that. But, uh, I do think that it's one of, one of those things that, uh, unfortunately, I think the, the Mavs will probably try to overthink it and won't necessarily go in with the momentum that they should have. Now, again, that's being a little bit pessimistic, but, uh, Oh, well, uh, well, I, mean, I, I, just I
2: think two decades of Mavs fandom will do
4: that. I mean, how long have you been a Mavs fan, Doug? Well, uh, about two, two decades, because we moved here to the Dallas area in 2001. So this would be 20 years.
2: Yeah. So you've been hurt enough over time. Like the Mavs <laughs> made the playoffs fifteen, fifteen, 15, you know, 16 years over that. So we're really fairly spoiled sports fans, but some of the losses have been just like gut wrenching. So I feel your pain. However, you know let's let's just look at the let's look at the schedule you have the cat the the Cleveland Cavaliers again on Sunday Luca will play because as the broadcast notes and it's been kind of one of my favorite factoids they're uh, Cleveland is one of the largest like Slovenian diasporas in, in, yes. in the United States they yep. they have a huge they show up for that game it is awesome uh, Memphis will be a tough one um because Memphis is really good they're just they've just had kind of a schedule then on my birthday, uh, uh, May twelfth, they they play the New Orleans uh, uh, Saints, Hornets, whoever the hell the team, Pelicans, whoever they are now. <laughs> and I'm I'm not I'm not sure if you saw David Griffin, who somehow follows me on Twitter, so I can't tweet this out. But he 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 acts like that war crimes were committed against Zion Williamson because he broke broke his pinky finger. Um, I get that maybe Zion should have some more fouls, but basketball is a contact sport, so I'm sorry about that. Uh, Toronto, who is tanking, and then the wolves who are super tanking so so this this
4: could be a five game win streak well and and that would be that would be great even if it doesn't uh play heavy minutes you know where Luca doesn't have to play heavy minutes and and others too I guess it it just comes down to I'm much more of a uh be the hot team going into the playoffs rather than being the rested team right right I don't know i'm I'm just I'm pretty pumped right now because
2: I, I, I could be completely just like making this up, but I remember saying on a podcast when I was trying to be positive during like the dark times of that nine and 14 start of it's, it's much more important to be rolling late than it is to be good early. You know, Utah is kind of a good example of that. The 2000 Matt 2007 Mavs are a great example of that. Um, and, and if they're rolling well, heading into the playoffs. That, that's just really something.
4: And I think that that's, I mean, that really carries over into pretty much all sports. You, you look at the NFL, the teams that do well in the post season, they're hitting it, you know, and in, in November and December, uh, same thing in, in the, in major league baseball. So to me, I think momentum is, is more important than rested. And so I, I hope that the Mavs do everything they can to win every game going down the stretch and then go in, you know, with uh, uh, at least uh, the best the best record that they can have uh, with these, these last games going out.
2: Well, I'm looking forward to it. You know, we're going to have basketball seemingly like every 30 hours from now
4: until <laughs> mid-May, so we might as well get used to it, right? right well and it is one of those things that uh, i mean i love it uh it's it's definitely screwed up my sleep habits but uh, i love the fact that th- there's games almost almost every night or every other night and uh, so it's definitely been good and uh and just being able to jump on here is is fun too good i'm glad you i'm glad you've enjoyed it um you got anything else before i bring on anyone up one more thing it not only uh did uh did a Zach Lowe uh, feature on, on, on his 10 things, uh, Josh Green, but also Dwight Powell. So there was two out of the 10 were Mavs related.
2: Yes. Yeah. Like uh, he, he he pointed out that Powell's a saloon door in the paint, which, yes. you know, I'm just, I, I need people to acknowledge that. I love Powell, but, you know, there, there's often, it's like, oh, he's a piece. He tries hard on defense. And it's like, you know what? I try hard to get up at when my alarm goes
4: off at every morning. That doesn't mean I do it. <laughs> it's, it's doing it is what matters so well i do think i do think that uh that powell i i'm very impressed with where he's at or seemingly at physically right now because uh the way the way he started the season it it, it was awful it was painful watching him out there and at least he has seemingly got back some of his his energy and burst and so that's good
2: yeah oh yeah big fan of that and i uh one of the my earlier summer league experiences i can't remember the guy's name but he was a, he was a, a uh, blogger for the trailblazers and he was a former overseas player and he was this big guy who had torn his achilles mm. and he was showing us what it does to you and people who who tear their achilles their calves are completely different sizes mm. and when you have that sort of like muscle discrepancy it can it, it it can really cause some problems because you're just you're loading differently on jumps, all sorts of different things happen, and you know the best guys, the guys who are able to recover, like uh, you know I'm not convinced KD has like muscles um in his legs, he's just <laughs> slender man, and and Pal is sort of similar because you know he's a big guy up in his upper body, but his legs are so skinny. So I'm I'm just I'm really curious as to uh, as to you know what what that sort of of injury has done for him because I've not really looked, I don't really want to look because. For the friend that I know that did this, uh the the guy, it, it was really it, he was it was just it was crazy. It was like rich and poor and his calf sizes is nuts. So I mean the fact that Powell just looks like
4: Powell from uh January of twenty twenty is wild to me. Yeah, and, and at least the, the the hope is that he does have some level of balance of muscle balance and those kind of things, because I think you're right, one of the things that causes the next injury is where there is uh, some real serious imbalance as far as muscles or tendons mm-hmm. or anything like that.
2: Right, right. Well, you know, I'm really glad for him either way because I had heard through, you know, the closest thing that I come to with sources is that the Mavs were actually receiving some interest from KP or I'm mean, not KP from uh, Dwight Powell at the trade deadline just because teams were kind of wondering if he would have a bounce back. And, you know, right now, he. I'm not sure he's ever going to live up to his contract, but he he, no, he is no longer like this unplayable black hole of death that makes all of us scream at our TVs. And that's pretty awesome.
4: Yeah. Well, like I said, for, from the beginning of this season till now, he has made huge, huge strides. And so even if he's still not living up to his contract, he, he is at least uh, playing serviceable minutes and uh, doing some very good things. And so I'm glad oh, he's for- been so important. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, thanks for hanging out, Doug. Hey, can I make one more comment? Of course. If you can do anything in this season, Kirk, if you can have any kind of influence on the Mavs, could you see that they removed two of the three broadcast team of the Dallas Mavericks this season? Well, two of the three members have probably
2: blocked me on social media, so I'm not sure. I mean, I they were having a good time tonight. It's hard to be, a, you know – I try to see this from both sides where it's like doing this night in and night out. You kind of run out of things to say, but my, you know, I, I harp is just, he's not correct. A lot of the times, like that bothers me more than anything. Like skin is very popular with people. He just is. And, and I can understand why he's, he's fun for me as a hardcore fan. Sometimes I'm like, really, but I've talked to him enough to understand that. Like, he wants this to be fun. So I, I try not to, I try to remember that in my head, but with harp, like harp says things a lot that are not true. Like he, he said, oh, Josh Richardson, he doesn't miss many open shots. And it's like, well, we have <laughs> like, like there's a religion about Josh Smith, Mitching missing open shots. Like, what are we talking about? Um, But you know, it, again, it's, I think a lot of it is just familiarity when you live with anybody for this much time, uh, where you're talking night in and night out, you're gonna get kind of frustrated by little things. I mean, Mark Falwell though is just amazing. I he he's a really good commentator. I I think that the he's kind of I don't want to say he's what he's told what to do, but you know I would suspect that they're that that you know being all these commentators for all teams are probably told to sort of skew things to the home team. Like, Mark is an incredible color, like, just incredible guy calling games, period. Like, if you've ever heard him call a soccer game, he's really mm-hmm. good. He's mm-hmm. just a really knowledgeable guy, really works hard. I listened to him once well, a long time ago, kind of walk through his, his game day prep. And, and you know, these jobs are tough because they have to know a lot and be able to recall a lot. And, and you know, just doing it on the short timetable, it goes both ways. I know what you mean, though. It, it can be a bit much.
4: Well, it, it is one of those things that I, I know that I probably, if I was, you know, if I was setting up, you know, broadcast teams, it would be way, way heavy on the real serious analysts. And I know that that just doesn't work. But uh, boy, I just sometimes I, I, I enjoyed the fact that uh, I, I turned off sound for the whole third quarter and I enjoyed the game more. Well,
2: for anybody that's nuts enough to, like, come and join the locker room, I I just can't recommend League Pass enough um, as a product because if you're spending this much time watching basketball, you might as well get a variety of things. And being able to switch broadcasts on the computer is kind of cool because there are – I would place the Mavericks in, in like, the top ten broadcast teams, believe it or not, for as much (laughs) as I gripe about them. Some of these guys are terrible – the Denver broadcast unit, which needs to be shot directly into the sun, and they cover a top three team in the league. Like, there's some, like, hilariously bad stuff that goes on with these teams. But, anyways, thanks for hanging out, Doug. Well, thanks for having me up. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see here. We've got a few more folks. Andrew, what's going on tonight? How
5: are you? Good evening, Kirk. This is a great win yet again. Uh two quick points. First off, we had the debate between do we want to rest or do we want to go in with momentum? Uh right. We can get both if we play like tonight. Luca played yeah, his, his season low twenty-three minutes and nine seconds of playing time tonight. Yep. I actually wrote about that in the in the read. And second point, Luca now has half of the division champion titles that Dirk does. Ooh.
2: Spicy. Dirk only yeah. had two. I guess yeah. Dirk guess only a, had
5: two division titles because yeah, of the scurries. little Timmy down there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what a wild stat! Josh and I just talked about that on the post game podcast, but I guess I didn't know that Dirk had only won two.
5: <laughs> yeah, this is only the fourth fourth for the Mavericks in 41 years. Oh yeah.
2: Oh man, that's something else. And I I hope they hang it up. You know, a lot of teams get guffed for that stuff. I don't care. That, you know, sports are fleeting. They, they they ought to hang that banner up and, and have fun with it.
5: Uh, they will. They've got the other three still hanging up. So, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good point, Andrew. Thanks for bringing that up here. You got anything else? That's all I got tonight.
2: Let's keep rolling through here. That's right. You're a good man. Appreciate you coming on. Oh man, I accidentally cut Andrew off. My bad, Andrew. I'm bad. At, I'm bad at the uh, at the app. All right. Coming up next, Jason. What's up, my guy? Is the app going to work for you tonight? We're going to see. We might have to kick Jason out and kick him back in. You know, we're still working through the bugs.
6: Um, all
2: right, Ike, what's going on?
6: What's up, Kirk? How's it going? It's good. It's good. Nice little Friday for me. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's the biggest satisfaction is when your team does what it's supposed to do against an inferior opponent, like not only win, but you know, actually dominate that. That's, that feels good. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice because it's, there's so many, we've really been, somebody
2: pointed out to me. So the Mavs have gone like something. It's, it's preposterous. Let's just say it's 30 and 15 just for for the sake of consistency of the losses that they've had. Three have been to the Kings. One has been to Oklahoma city and one has been to the
6: Rockets. (laughs) Terrible man. Just terrible. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I was actually I was actually waiting for uh, Jason to come on, and I'm sure he has his pom poms out for uh, the game that uh, Josh Richardson had tonight.
2: <laughs> he did. It was good. We got to be honest. Yeah. Eight of thirteen is nice. I need yeah. we need Josh to be in his right mind. I don't want him to suck.
6: No, I don't either. I'm I'm with you. I was actually gonna sing his praises and give him give him his flowers. He was a plus twelve. Uh, but not many points I need to make I, outside of that. I mean, I was glad that. Brunson actually had, you know, uh, six assists and, you know, a few times actually looked to pass when he got into the paint. Um, But I think the main point I want to make is in regards to uh, Josh Green. And um, it's really good to kind of see the development. It might not – his development might not be as fast for the majority of Mavs fans. But I I think the big picture to keep in mind is that the Mavs have not – Had a good track record as far as investing and developing their first-round picks. Um, One, they haven't been totally great at their first-round picks, (laughs) Um, so it's good to um, actually see that um, you know they haven't like waved the flag, so to speak, on Josh Green. I mean, obviously he's he's very green, uh, no pun intended. Um, But like I said, I liked him, and I was hoping that they had drafted him just because of his athletic profile we didn't we we needed some more athleticism on the wing and he actually fits that and I think another thing too is just I I like his maturity for a 20 year old where he gets on the floor and it's not about okay I need to get up a bunch of shots or get a bunch of points you know he's he has really accepted his role as far as what he can uh, bring uh, to the table when he gets in you know be a disruptor uh, be a defender uh cut. You know, we don't have a lot of cutters. Oftentimes when Luca has the ball, they're just kind of standing and waiting for the ball to come to them. So um I think that's that's pretty neat and, and pretty cool to see out of the, the young player.
2: I agree. And I love that he got in early. Uh I, yeah. I was pretty pissed in the next game or the next the Nets game where Carlisle kind of waited until the third quarter to do anything with them. And yeah, it's just it's a different vibe when he's in. And and the pace yeah. thing, he ran a fast break, and the Mavs don't push. Like, there's just – he brings a little extra. And I haven't he probably isn't going to play in the playoffs. We kind of got a need to come to a collective understanding that that probably isn't going to happen. But yeah. if we're looking ahead, he was looking like a non-contributing zero, and now he looks like a dude who could do some stuff. And I, I like that.
6: Yeah. Even if it's spot minutes, you know, we don't expect major minutes, but if he can get even some spot minutes and maybe he's building the equity now in some of these games, which is even mm-hmm. better. But if you get Ooh, some I spot like that. minutes, yeah, that, that'd that be great too. Um, Cause he has juice. A lot of these guys don't have enough, but he comes in with some juice and uh, with some tenacity and intensity, which we need, but I'm going to get off cuz I want to hear Jason. No, no, you're staying
2: on here cuz I brought Jason
6: up too. I need to do this more.
2: I need to do this more often, but but it's it's just it's it's, it's tough because I I want to run through people and let as many people get a chance to talk as possible. But yeah. but you know, so we've been, you know, we've been doing this long enough now where we're all internet friends. We might as well have a good, you know, little little round table discussion. So so Jason, you know, speak your piece and we'll we'll see if uh, we'll see if Ike has, has any, any counter because I enjoy I love the I love the stuff that happens in the comments. I just I can't always make it happen because otherwise these things are gonna be like two and a half hours long
7: <laughs> <laughs> I I actually wasn't gonna go on a huge soliloquy about Jay Rich, but I mean he had a good game, he hit his shots and like I mean he did his job. Like, like in the first quarter, second quarter he actually did Put, had decent defense against Exxon, which is really the only important important thing about this game that had to happen. Sure, But, I mean, Javits Jay beat, like, a shitty Cavs D-League, D-League team, which I literally don't know half these dudes. And I think I know, like, pretty much all these dudes because I play fantasy So, 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 so not, I'm kind of surprised.
2: I don't want to interrupt you, but I, I need to point out something that I've been thinking about since the middle of the game. There was a dude they put on Luka. Let me see who it is. His name was Broderick Thomas. He played... At Truman State University, and I know where that is because I was born in Missouri. This place is in the middle of fucking nowhere. That dude had br- <laughs> like, like it is, it is. I don't even know if it's NAIa. Like, it's not a real place. And and not only, not only is like he like a made up like NBA creative player. He had braces, so this poor dude is getting worked by Luka Doncic, and he like he. I saw him complain to the ref a few times, and the refs are just like. Come on, guy who isn't real. <laughs> Anyways, go. God,
7: uh, yeah. I actually know Thomas because he's on the Rockets, I think. And I think we saw him one game, actually. But, uh, yeah. The actually important thing that I want to talk about is, I actually kind of forgot what I was going to talk about. Jeez. But, I don't know. We we took care of business. And I'm just happy about it. We took care of business. We got Luca Razz. We got, cycled guys in. And, I don't know. I kind of like they hinted. Like, I don't know. I don't think he's good. Like, I, 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 specifically don't think he's good. I think there's no way he's a good three point shooter. But no. Then he's he's confident and he oh gets into guys, and he's an awesome cheerleader. So I wouldn't mind having him on a two way for another year.
2: He's nuts. Like, go watch some of his college highlight tape if you haven't in a while. It, he's kind of a usage guy a little bit, but he plays the dang hard. It's it's kind of hard to figure out what's you know what's real and what's not, but I do love the confidence because confidence <laughs> matters a lot. Yeah, definitely.
7: <laughs> well, Jason, you guys, you got anything else? Uh, No, not really. I'm just chilling out this game. Let's go Mavs. Let's get the second one.
2: All right. Well, I'm going to bring on some more folks. Thank you two for hanging out, okay? Appreciate it. All right. Coming up next is...
1: Jordan, Jordan, what's going on, my guy? Oh, not much. I am really, really happy with uh, Green right now. Uh, Good. You know, we were joking on Twitter that I, you know, I said he was our second star, and we were going back and forth. It's a joke there, but uh, I do think that he probably could earn like six minutes in the playoffs, uh, like six minutes a game. Like I'm not. I mean, to I would play. like to
2: see it. I just don't believe Rick will do it. That's kind of what I meant.
1: Yeah, I'm hope. I'm hoping he can get some minutes because I think those are valuable development minutes, um, especially for him. Because I do feel like over this last month, like I've seen the way that he plays and the way that he plays off of Luca. Um, I would like to keep him around as a long term piece. So, I'm, sure. I'm getting more and more in on him. Uh, I really love him next to Dorian. I think that's a fantastic wing combination. So uh, obviously, you know, this year he's not going to be blowing people away, but I, I'm, I'm getting more and more in on him as the year goes on. So that's sure. my main my main thing with him is I'm, I'm pretty happy with him. Do we have any idea if KP is actually like really badly injured or, or what's going on with him?
2: I have no idea. I will say that Understanding, you know, talking with with guys that do injury stuff. Um, there's just there's a lot of biomechanics involved with a guy that big, and pain is is one thing. I mean, we saw it. Like, <laughs> did any, if anybody watched the Lakers game last night, Anthony Davis backed up into the scoring table, hurt his ankle, and then the Lakers said that he was out with this with a a, a back spasm. And everybody was making fun of that, but having done some weird crap to myself and had spent a lot of time in physical therapy, a lot of these things really are linked. Like, you can do something wrong and it feels weird elsewhere, and I think that's kind of been KP's MO for his entire life, where he will hurt something... And then he'll get he'll he'll run wrong he'll jump wrong like people have seen me focus on that for a while where it's like I'm terrified about his one legged landings and so yeah. they're likely and, and I know nothing I just must state that again if I'm if I'm a betting man my assumption is they're working with him to get him absolutely right because he sucked in April when he was playing you know where there's yep. a lot of commentary eyes. Oh, the excuses, excuses, excuses for people who come to the Mavs Moneyball comments, where there's like four dudes who who clearly are from the middle of Europe that love to to defend everything he does, um, and and it's
1: just, I would rather him be a hundred percent at this point, you know. Yep, I agree. And him, and then Maxi has not looked like himself either, and so if we can't have them healthy for the playoffs, I feel like we're in trouble. Uh, 'Cause that's a, big a part- tougher
2: deal. Because, I mean the guy is just maximizing every ounce of his potential and mm-hmm. he looked like he looked like a dude I mean anybody that's moved like like moved houses or moved apartments or done anything like he, he looks how you feel at the end of a day. Like just done. And so I'm I'm kinda glad he's getting like getting better because the shot was still there, but the defensive
1: movement was bad. Yeah, I get that. I'm moving continents next week, so yeah,
3: Ooh.
1: yeah. Okay. I'm moving to well, good Africa. Good luck to you. So, uh, yeah, I totally understand that feeling. I uh, I grew up overseas. Uh, my parents were missionaries growing up, uh, and so I've actually moved continents nine times.
8: So, so this the, will be my you t- get
1: the bone weary, like the dude yes. looks bone <laughs> weary, and I kind of, kind of okay with him resting. Yeah, he definitely needs rest, because if if he's not 100%, we're in trouble in the playoffs. Sure, sure. Because he still might be our best option on some of those bigger wings.
2: Yes, it'll be interesting to see who we play. I mean, we'll talk about that kind of more in the coming weeks. I don't want to strategize too much about it, because now it's after midnight my time. But there's, you know, if if they're playing, like, he'd probably be really good on the MPJ if he's healthy, and I'm looking forward to that.
1: Yes, exactly. Sounds great. Well, I'll let you get on to other people, but... As always, Jordan, we appreciate you. Good luck on the move.
2: My goodness.
5: Thanks. All right, later.
2: Oh, good Lord, Mavrello, why are you coming up to the stage? What is happening?
9: Guess who? How are we doing? We are good. Four and one
2: now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm inviting <laughs> you up on stage because I saw your backstory today. And, and to, you know, not to steal from Jake Jake Kemp. Um, but you know, you, you have a, like, you, you, you made all your money in Russia and in, in rubber <laughs> and you're terrifying and I don't want to make you mad. So
0: yeah, what's my going flag. On?
9: Mavs man or Mavrello take your pick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so what do you got for us tonight?
9: This is it. This is a good win. Much needed win against a team that I, I was honestly worried about for some reason. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, because Colin Sexton, I, I tweeted during the game, he plays like a guy running away from zombies, and you never know what's going to happen. Just because he's he's terrifying. Like, him and Luca would be a hilarious backcourt together because, like, one just goes 1,000 miles an hour and others are, like, 30%. Yeah,
9: I mean, this this is just a, a huge, much-needed, you know, win where Luca gets rest in the fourth quarter. You know, I only knew three of the Cavs players, and one of them, is a, hasn't played in four years, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, now we just have to take care of business again on Sunday against them, and you know, let let it roll.
2: Shout out to an early game on Sunday. It's six p.m. Central Standard Time, so we'll all, we'll be here early, and then maybe I'll be able to play video
9: games for once instead of doing mad stuff. Yeah, and hopefully we get to run the rookies again. I mean, Josh Green. Just man, that dude's got so much energy. Like, he needs a nickname, like the hamster or something. The <laughs> muscle, ham- the muscle hamster. Yeah, the I muscle, love it. or the the Aussie hamster, or some something like that. <laughs> Great.
2: Josh McSwag in the chat says green energy. He's he's yeah. the green energy
9: fan. I, mean, I like that. That's pretty good. He instantly <laughs> comes in, and the pace picks up, and they start running. Like, I mean. He has he has pace that kind of reminds me a little bit, you know, of Russell Westbrook. Just where he's always looking to push, he's looking to get his hands in, and it's just it's really fun to watch. Yeah, the
2: no regard for human life play style is is nice.
9: Yeah, and it's just such a different from the pace. Like you know, I know Luca and Rick, you know, like to evaluate everything, and then Josh Green just comes in and is looking to bounce off, you know. Whoever, you know, we made jokes about him possibly being the second best passer on this team. But every time he plays, it just, I don't know, he just keeps showing showing more and more. So hopefully we get to see more of him. I mean, I think tonight, you know, he had a lot of good minutes. I'm not sure exactly how many, but, you know, he, he filled his role and stepped up. I mean, that's all we can really ask for. That's right. Well, thank you for hanging out. Yes, sir. Any, I mean, I'll, I'll keep showing up now. I, keep... I hope so.
2: <laughs> All right, I'll bring on a few more folks and we're going to get we're going to get on out of here. So, thanks so much for hanging out. Coming up next is Sean, who I don't know if
9: you've joined us before. Sean, what's up? Hey, how's it going, Kirk? Thanks for having me. Hey, I just have an off-topic question, but it's kind of relevant. Uh, the rumor is that Terry Stotts will be out as the Trailblazers head coach unless there's a deep playoff run for the Blazers. But if that doesn't happen, uh, apparently he'll be out. And if there, if he doesn't get hired as a head coach again, would you welcome him back as an assistant for the Mavs? If there's no-
2: Lord, yes. Good Lord, I mean that coaching staff in 2011 has spawned. It was Dwayne Casey, him and and Carlisle, and they each kind of served as as part of a tripod to to the Mavericks going places. And I really loved Casey back then. I, I Stotts is somebody who I mean he's been a good coach. I uh, it'll be I, I kind of think he gets snatched up right away. I I just think he's kind of run. I mean that that Portland team they're a model for what the Mavericks need to be weary of, which is locking in on dudes who just aren't good enough because you make one Western Conference title run. You always like, – you know, Donnie Nelson in the 2000s was ruthless, moving dudes in and out. And so it's it's just something to sort of think about because it's not Stotts' fault. I mean, they've they've kind of maximized that roster repeatedly. So – Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, you got anything else before, before I move on to, to another, uh, another person, or you got uh, more questions? I'm happy to keep talking.
9: I just wanted to agree with you on your Mavs uh, broadcast opinion. Um, I do wish that they move on from Harp and bring on Devin Harris because the couple of times that he's been on the broadcast, he's been excellent. Well, I just kind of wish they'd
2: mix it up. Above all else, you know, I, I, I'm i very, I don't mean to be critical of Harp. I'm probably going to get dinged for this tomorrow. So nobody go tattle on me, please. I mean, I, I hope I wasn't too critical earlier. It's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's odd. It's not the best because it's like when you're watching TV, when you're watching these games, you want to kind of be educated and you want to what they're saying to match up with what you're seeing. And that doesn't happen. <laughs> Sometimes it's just like that guy's a great shooter, and he's terrible, and, and that sort of thing. It's just it's it's a lot. So, well, thanks for hanging out, Sean. Nice I hope said, you come yeah. back. All right, I will have uh, have you up next time you come on. All right, coming up next, we have
8: Christian. How you doing, buddy? What's up, Kurt. How you doing? I'm all right. So. There was a, you know, few good things in this game. I mean, obviously it was an easy win. The the rest, I mean, Josh Green last game was making shots, driving to the basket, and this game, you know, hit that three that could have been a four-point play, and that pull-up jumper from about free-throw range uh, was nice. Brunson's passing, surprisingly, like a few of those were some really tough passes. Um. So that was good. You know, I think one of the things I was happiest about was from the start, they came out and took it seriously, which Mm. you can't really say for many games against a a poor opponent. Um, And one, the thing that I've noticed about Josh Richardson last game and this game, and I hope people, like, I think we're all – wanting him to succeed like we don't want to be right that he's just been awful and just to prove Jason wrong on the you know the one-man island but like when when he I don't know if he's just being asked too much or he kind of takes it upon himself the first couple possessions this game the ball came to him and the shots came natural and good positions um And I think that was, like, within the first two minutes he hit those two shots. And then he kind of was filling himself and then, you know, took a three that he shouldn't have and a couple other shots. And I I hope that he's able to kind of understand that Rick actually, you know, to my surprise and many others, is willing to go with the hot hand Um And Green's playing well, so when, do you remember, I can't remember what game, maybe it was the Wizards, where he, at the press conference, he was, like, depressed. Right. So, I thought that might be a turning point, and I think he's certainly been better. Uh, The Cavs, obviously, aren't, you know, really a great measuring stick. But I think you know him playing well. He doesn't even have to get that many points. But if he plays pretty good defense um, and he's able to kind of pick and choose his spots within the flow of the offense, it certainly raises our ceiling. Um, but you know, just just overall, I think if, if they keep playing like this and they keep playing hard and taking small uh, smart shots, like you know, what we shoot, like 30% from three this game? Yeah. So, Which is the first time they've won a game in a while while shooting so poorly. Yeah, I mean, again, we're lucky that we're playing the Cavs with, you know, freaking Dean Wade. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think take the wins where we can because we did lose to the Rockets twice and OKC and, you know, the Kings three times. So we'll take it where it is. But I thought it was funny that tonight's game with the Spurs is so important—the Spurs and Kings game—because we literally almost single-handedly gave the Kings an opportunity to take that 10th spot and uh, actually get in the play-in.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
8: yeah, be so. pretty wild.
2: I'm hoping for them, and that you know, to a certain degree, because the Kings are—you know—they beating us. I'd like them to beat somebody else.
8: <laughs> yeah. They they're on a four game win streak, so um, you know they're actually playing rather decent, and it's kind of strange with Fox out there they're playing like this. Um, but you know, I think you know just the biggest thing, kind of what everyone has said, um, you know, let's let's not slack off. Uh, next game on Sunday, we got a day of rest, and hopefully we can come out early and actually. Just uh, put them away at halftime, get a 30 point or so lead at halftime, and, you know, make Luca or let Luca kind of get another game of rest to be able to play the rest of these games out. And now we're playing uh, the Pelicans without Zion, too. So I, I have hopes oh, yeah. that we're able to really make a run. Um, but, you know, all in all, a uh, boring game, but I'll take it. It's a win. Well, appreciate you as always. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks, Kirk. You take care. We broke Christian's
2: streak. He didn't talk about the energy. Man, it's my fault, isn't it? All right, coming up next, we have Max, who's been waiting a while. Max, how are you? We can can hear you.
10: Kirk, can you hear me? Hey, just want to say thank you for doing the locker rooms. I don't come on here often, but... I really appreciate it. And uh, speaking of Zion, I'm, I'm disappointed that the Jordan Brand made the move with Zion. Uh, I mean, the best of ability is availability, and Luca plays. And it's coming from yeah. a Duke fan. It's coming from a well, Duke fan, and I understand he sells. I understand he sells, but but you, you got you got to give Luca his due.
2: It's yeah. tough. So so in, in one thing that, that gets thought first of all, thank you for, for the kind words. I appreciate that. it's worth noting um that Luca was an NBA free agent for six months, and Zion signed straight out of college. So those sort of business decisions from Nike and Brand Jordan's and they they had a leg up with Zion because Luca wasn't tipping his hand. And I sort of think based off of conversations that, that, you know, just weird things are happening. I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, like I don't know if anybody like cares about sneaker stuff, but, um, Kobe Bryant shoe is basically they're Nike's not going to be selling Kobe's anymore. Those are going away when the contract's up. And so they're going to need other people to fill in that gap. I wouldn't be shocked if, if Luca goes to brand Nike at some point, just my, you know, just my weird opinion. Agreed.
10: Agreed. I, uh, when I was watching the game in the second quarter, and uh, it's funny how a big lead changes your mindset. Colley Stein set a screen for Luca, and then Luca flipped it back to him. And he shot a wide-open three. Two weeks ago, I would have screamed and threw my phone and tried to punch something for him to take <laughs> it. <laughs> I remember All that. Time. And I was sitting at a at a wing place and just eating. I was like, yeah, that's fine. Take it. You're open. You're up by 15. It's okay.
2: That's a good point. I'd forgotten about that shot. Oh god. Remember when Cuban was encouraging him over the summer and it's like, dude, don't do oh, that.
10: <laughs> oh, that hurts my soul.
2: <laughs> well, thank you for coming up, Max. I appreciate it.
10: Appreciate it, great.
2: Thank you, sir. All right. All right. Coming up next, Matt.
11: Not a lot. One I'm just gonna point out, uh still scream about Willie Collisan shooting threes open or not. That is still absolutely <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Uh, so one of the reasons I came on, uh, one of the plays tonight that it's not super important tonight, but Trey Burke getting up that prayer and making it reminded me that last night, both KD and Joe Harris intentionally dribbled out quarters rather than taking a prayer in a game that ended up coming down to one possession. It It's not super common that you actually make those, but it does matter. And it's a big deal to be willing to take them. On I like the, it. Yeah, on Josh Green, I actually think he moves a little less on offense now than he did at the beginning of the season, but he does it more purposefully, and that's why I think it's more effective. Because if you'll watch, he actually spends a decent
2: – We lost you for a second.
11: Yeah, I got a phone call. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, so he actually spends a decent amount of time now standing in the corner with his knees bent in the shooter position, ready to shoot. But then he cuts when it is smart to do so. Whereas I feel like when he was earlier in the season, he was just running around like a chicken with his head cut off. And
2: I think that's a good. option.
11: And so like, while we see him as energy personified, he, it does actually matter that he knows where he's going. And also from watching a lot of this Lakers and Portland game, a lot of the complaints that we have about KP also apply to Anthony Davis. He, uh, like, he's a much better defender, obviously, but a lot of the offensive stuff that drives us nuts about KP, AD does
2: when he doesn't have LeBron. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the, the disrespect of dumbass, youthful NBA players, like, well, AD's better than Dirk. It's like, fuck you. Dirk played. Not, not even close. Not, not even, even close. Played. Go away. Sorry now, for people that don't like cursing; just makes me mad.
11: Yeah, but yeah, that's pretty much it. It's just that it, I like it that we get up shots, and that it does matter that Josh Green is moving smarter now.
2: Yeah, I like it that right. that curl screen that he hit the mid-range jumper was. I was like, "Oh, this is either going to be amazing or terrible," and it was amazing. Big fan of it. All right. So, all right. All right. Thanks for coming up, Matt. Uh, coming up next, we've got a couple more people. Giannis, what's up? guys you there that's okay uh coming up next sean sean what's going on
12: uh not too much um live from j rich island again i would just like to uh put out a shout out for uh you know jo- you know Jay rich again he definitely put in some work tonight and last night and he's been playing pretty well uh and also to Coach Carlisle for actually putting in Josh Green. I mean, I didn't think he would ever do it, actually give him some decent minutes. But Jesus, man, like, I'm not sure whether it was the the analytics or all of the articles or uh, just all of the fans just constantly pressing him. But, but man, like, he's been – like, he had a great game the other night, but he's been doing that the entire season. I mean, geez, like, come on. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's it. And I would like to do a shout out to Brett on that ridiculous profile pick. Oh my God.
2: I big, yeah, yeah. I love that. Oh man. What a long night. It's already 1230. What's happening. You got anything else? Nothing. I love it. Well, thank you for coming up. Absolutely. Okay, folks, here's what we're going to do. we're going to do, we're going to go to bed. We're going to make it a good Saturday. We're going to go to Bed Bath & Beyond, maybe Home Depot. I don't know if we'll have time. Uh, This podcast will be going up uh, sometime Saturday afternoon. I need all of you to like and subscribe and to tell, you know, go to your various feeds. to Give me five stars or three stars, whichever makes you feel uh, happy. As always, I am grateful for all of you for coming up and talking and we will do this again in i don't know 48 hours everyone have a great weekend okay bye guys
5: i'm mark chapman welcome to the planet premier league podcast